I don't have a lot of juice. I'm trying to muster up just enough juice. How you feeling? D juiceless, yeah. Yeah, juiceless? Juiceless. You think it's because you drank last night? No. I drank most nights. I think it's because I drank last night. She can't get off drink most Goddamn nights. Goddamn liver hurts. I thought I you'd think. laugh at that. I thought it'd be a good joke. I don't Is drink your liver that on much the right side of your back? I don't know. I'm not even sure it's on your back. I mean, it's like one of those things where, like, your stomach also probably translates to some location on your back, right? You know? Because it's just right in here, you know? Not too far for it to be, you know? Like, if you got stabbed back here, there's a good chance you'd, you could puncture your stomach, right? I don't know. I... Yeah. Anyways. Never took an anime. Eating Soup Alone is a podcast hosted by me, Christopher Crumlin, and co-hosted by Nicholas Johnson. We try our best to ramble incoherently about a handful of movies at least once a week. Anyways, Salem's Lot. Here's one thing I never thought I'd say about it. The book is better. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, from what you were telling me about the book, I haven't read it. it sounded cooler in parts. Yeah. Nice suave vampire instead of a Nosferatu ripoff. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, it's a mini series, not necessarily a movie, but uh, you can watch it basically in movie format these days. Uh, three hours, you know, pretty par for the course. Could have swore it was five. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, on the positive side of things, I guess, there is uh, an interesting kind of like, I don't know, like kind of comforting nostalgic charm to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like a nice low hum to have on in the background. There's been a couple of times the last couple of days where I've been like, eh, kind of miss middle of the night watching Salem's Lawn. Yeah, because it's a made-for-TV movie. When's the last time you saw a made-for-TV movie? Oh, jeez. Couldn't answer that. Right? Yeah, couldn't answer that. That would be probably something on the Disney Channel. Yeah, it would probably be... If I had to guess. The time Elton made us watch uh, that Can Luck of the Irish movie. That's what it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought you were going to say Can of Worms. That could also be. It was his birthday, and I was like, you know what? You can rent Can of Worms on my, on my Apple TV if you'd like. <laughs> and he bought it, so no... I just own can of worms. It's very funny. Uh, but yeah, Salem's Lot, you're immediately introduced to Ben Mears. He's in town. He used to be there as a child. There's the Marston house. It's scary. It's supposed to be a pillar to, of evil or whatever. Um, that's one of the first things that I think kind of falls flat compared to the book. Um... I feel like they don't harp on it a lot. It gets kind of mentioned briefly, but in the book they harp on the idea that, like, you know, a suicide happened there. There were mm -hmm. boys that were missing. They think the guy might have done it. They have, like, conversations about the idea that, like, you know, perhaps that kind of a thing can taint a place, you know, and yada, yada, yada. Um, what's that? What else is going on? Ben wants to buy it. Can't buy it. Someone else has bought it. Vampires have bought it. 
Vampires have bought it, and they're also into antiquing, so that's cute. Fred Willard's there. Fred Willard's there, yeah. Uh, that's another thing you mentioned from uh, that I'll yeah. piggyback on. Uh, the town feels like there's like six people who live there. Yeah, at most. Uh, which is very different also from the novel. The novel spends, in my opinion, the strongest portion of the novel is the time spent kind of describing the town, who lives there, what they do there. what, And it's kind of like that scene from Twin Peaks Season 3 where Ed, you know, just has dinner alone mm-hmm. at his gas station all night. And you just get that sense from each one of these little vignettes that this is what this person does every day, is what they have been doing for 15 years. It's what they're going to do until they have a heart attack or until they find out they have cancer or whatever it is. They're just going to keep doing these things. Anyways, uh, what else is going on? There's a lady in the park. And Ben oh, right. seduces her, I guess. I wouldn't say he's so suave. No, he just goes, hey, cool book you're reading. That's Let's mine. have dinner. She's like, it is. He's like, you read my books a lot? And she's like, yes. And he's like, name one. And she's like, I can't. And he's like, Let's get dinner. And she's like, yeah. I have a boyfriend. He goes, do you? And she goes, Not kinda. Really. And he's like, well, let's get dinner. And she's like, okay. And then yeah. they get dinner with her parents, mm-hmm. which is very strange. And then very soon after, go to the lake to have sex. True. Um, and then everybody knows about it. Later in the movie, her dad's like, hey, man, word got around. And it's like, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Six people live here. Of course it did. Um. Yes. And their relationship also just kind of happens. Yeah. In the book, it's given a little more time. Obviously, they're already running at three hours. But where did the time go, I guess? Yeah. Didn't seem, I don't know, whatever. Besides the point. Spooky stuff starts happening. Little boy goes missing. Ah, uh, the dog dies. More people go missing, I guess. Spook- yada, yada, yada. Spooky antique man has those guys go pick up a mysterious crate. Yeah, crate moves. Crate moves in the back of the truck. What do you think was the spookiest thing you saw? The vampire boy at the window. Yeah? Yeah. One boy goes missing in the woods. He gets knocked unconscious. No, he goes missing and his friend gets knocked unconscious. And then the next day, his friend wakes up and it's just like a scratching at the window. It's a, a little vampire boy just flying in a bunch of smoke. Does he say anything? Uh, he might say something like, let me in, you know. Yeah. Or like, come on, let me in, you know. And he does. Yeah. And yeah, just a spooky boy flying around in some smoke coming through a window. I read it was shot in reverse, so it looks even spookier. Yes. Can confirm, does look spooky. It's a lot of condensing in this movie, which I understand because, you know, you don't have that much time. A lot of storylines get condensed, characters get condensed. Hey, and if I'm being honest, I wish there was more. Yeah. Well, again, like, I just think it's, yeah, one of those things where, as a result, it feels like six people live in the town. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember this being funny? No. God damn. I also, like I say, like, I don't know. It just kind of happens. Like, I don't have anything good to say about it. Mm-hmm. I also don't have anything awful to say about it. It almost it almost feels like if Salem's Lot, uh, like, it feels like the first draft of the book or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, everything kind of feels a little un... un, un undercooked (laughs) yeah 
I can tell you what I did characters, like about it. plots. So go ahead. Uh, what I did like about it is um, there's that part where those two guys get hired to move something, mm-hmm. and they get um, the secretary's husband's truck, mm-hmm. and he brings it to them and goes, "Ah, just put it anywhere, and I'll find it later," or something along those lines. <laughs> And they get in the truck and drive away, and he's holding a six-pack and just walks off into the woods in the middle of the night, just <laughs> drinking alone, which is a lot of fun. I will say, much like the book and the movie, I do like that scene of just, like, two guys being asked to, like, move something, and the, the one guy's just like, don't ask any questions. Let's just get paid and get out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just a classic. Um, I did not like when the crate started moving. No, that doesn't happen in the book, I don't believe. Looks a little lame. Yeah. Um, I would say... The only thing objectively I liked mm-hmm. about this movie was the house. Inside specifically. Yeah. Um, well, the outside looks very cool, but inside just that set. Yeah. Looks really nice. Um, Out of control. It feels like like an original like 1940s Dracula movie to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like It looks like it should be in black and white. And it just got this big foyer, so there's these big sweeping crane shots. Like mm-hmm. the, the camera work gets like... 10 times more dramatic when they're in that mm-hmm. house. That's great. Um, stuff I didn't like about the movie. Everything else. Um, the vampire just looks like Nosferatu. Copyright infringement levels. Like, I think somebody should have got sued for that. Public domain? Uh, at the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Nosferatu. the 80s? Yeah. When the Nosferatu come out? Came out in 21, I think. Yeah, that's not that. That's not long enough to be copyright. I, mean, I think for a very long time it's been in the public domain. Is what I'm trying to say. Okay. I don't um, think it's. It was kind of like one of those things that, like, at the time, it's not like people were like, "Oh boy, we really got a hit on our hands." Yeah. Okay. Um, hated all the Guatemala stuff. Yeah, like I was gearing up for that. I was gonna say, movie starts in Guatemala. Ends in Guatemala. Ends in Guatemala. Does it end though? It just kind of stops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they become vampire. The the man and the boy become vampire hunters because they're being hunted by vampires. So they're like, we're going to run to Guatemala. And the vampires follow them. Um, I did like, sounds to me like it's better in the book. I like at the end when he goes to the sheriff of the town and goes, hey, we found where the vampire is and we got to stop him. And the sheriff's like, no, I'm taking my family and I'm getting the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. That's all I have to say about Salem's Law, pretty much. What about you? Uh, yeah, well, to piggyback off the Guatemala thing, that was a huge curveball when it starts. And it's like, Guatemala, two years later or something like that? Whatever it is. Anyways, uh, and they just they look at a bottle of holy water and then it starts glowing and they're like, they know where we are. We have to go farther. And then it's like, America, two years earlier. Insane. In the book, they are on the run, but like on the west coast instead of the east coast kind of a thing but like i don't think they're on like the run from vampires i think they're more so on the run because it's never stated in those chapters but it is mentioned uh in passing throughout the book that they're like hey if we live it's gonna look like we murdered the whole town yeah you know what i mean so that's why they're kind of on the run because they just want to be away from yeah that makes sense you know so anyways um 
yeah, start in Guatemala, insane. Also insane that the holy water glows like the little hobbit stored from Lord of the Rings. When he time, I assume that the vampires are nearby is the thing. Also, just don't like the idea that like the vampires would be hunting them to the ends of the earth. I mean, why would they want them specifically? Especially again, like I'm biased because I read the book. The book establishes them as a much more mindless zombie-like type creatures that don't necessarily like hold grudges or want to yeah. get anyone in particular. They're just hungry. Um. Let's see. I will say it's very Toby Hooper, perhaps. Oh, yeah, directed by Toby Hooper. In my opinion, to have the Dracula monster uh, be, or sorry, Barlow, be not speaking. Uh. And for there to be, like, an assistant who does all the talking, because that, in my opinion, is much like Leatherface and then his father, right? Um, and that did kind of get me thinking a little bit because of the juxtaposition of the book. Um... You know, the movie makes the vampires in general out to be a bit smarter than the book does. Uh, and then the head vampire is the one who's sort of mute mm-hmm. and working on more impulse, it seems, than some of the lowly vampires. Uh, and then, like I say in the book, you've got this very suave and sophisticated master vampire, and then all of the little vampires, the ones who are a little more feral and whatnot. And um, I'm not saying either of them necessarily make too much of a statement about it, but it is just interesting, like... Oh, different portrayals of evil in a sense, right? The idea that evil is just being mindless or base or animalistic. Or the idea that animal is, I mean, not animal, that evil is being, uh, you know, cold and calculated and maybe lacking empathy or whatever. Uh, I guess in both cases, lacking empathy, but in a very different way. Um, anyways, I would probably say I prefer the book, but. Uh, you know, it's not their visual. They're 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 biting the visual, but you can't deny that the Nosferatu vampire always is the best looking vampire. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, huge Evil Dead influence, I would say. The way these monsters look, even the smoke in reverse happens in Evil Dead and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Weird contacts. Yeah. Um, even the interior of that house kind of a little bit feels like the first one, at least the first Evil Dead. I think has a bit of a dingier house to it than the second one. The second one's a little more spacious, at least seeming the way they shot it. Anyways, uh, and then obviously Toby Hooper, anytime there's uh, animal bones or antlers, anything like that, very Toby Hooper They're in my all opinion. All over the place, a man gets impaled on a wall full of them. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There was that, I really like the actor, Mike Ryerson, the guy who plays the one who's like, I don't know fell asleep in Harmony Hill. But then as soon as he becomes a vampire, it's awful. Because he's like, hey, teach. Hey, teach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on over here. I hated looking at all the people vampires in this movie. Which vampires? All the all the people that get turned into vampires. Yeah. Everyone who's not Nosferatu. I think there's only like fucking two or three. Again, there's, there's so few people in this town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would say that's my biggest complaint is that I would like more Salem's Lot. I would like more of the lot. And also the main character, the actual actor. Uh, no disrespect, but yeah, he does a piece of shit job. Uh, <laughs> same problem with uh, Amityville Horror. Just Josh Brolin's dad just <laughs> being a statue the whole time. Just does a piece of shit job. Yeah, well, J- Josh Brolin, James Brolin, whatever his dad's name is, no disrespect to the man, he did a piece of shit job in Amityville Horror. The whole time he does the same thing where he's just acting like, I want to take your daughter to the lake. Or like, we're not leaving the house. And like, just never moving. Like, even I'm moving my head too much when he moves. Like, mm-hmm. that, that, that actor just was in the scene every time it felt like. Yeah. 
And, um, that shit sucked. And, you know, I'll ask you a, qua a classic question. Who'd you care about in this story? Nobody, Chris. Yeah? I rest my case. Yeah. This movie gets a D. Yeah. I will say maybe, maybe my favorite part. Yeah. Fred Willard is banging his secretary. Mm -hmm. The husband, the guy who went and walked off into the woods with the beer, comes home, threatens to shoot him, and he goes, "Man, get out of here!" and throws him out in his underwear. And Fred Willard's like, "Oh boy!" Ah! And a, a vampire's hand grabs him. Yeah, zooms in on it. And then the next scene is the author man and the woman at the lake, and you hear like a honk or a crash or something. Mm -hmm. And they go, "What was that?" And they like go over the hill to their car, and Fred Willard is there in his underwear in his car, and they open the door and they go, "He's dead." Yeah. How'd he get there? Chris, insanity. how'd he get there? <laughs> I have no idea. Because if I'm not mistaken, in the novel, like I say, he gets snatched up leaving uh, the affair that he's having, but it's not that character. He's not the realtor. He's just some young 20-year-old kid who's banging some dude's wife. And I don't know if he even shows back up until, like, the very... And, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, he shows up later. You don't see him in the novel for a very long time. And then the guy who threatened him with the shotgun kind of hears a noise. He wakes up or whatever, goes to his door. He's like, come on in. Shouldn't say that to vampires. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't say that. But he doesn't know because he's got his, like, shotgun or whatever. And he shoots him, and it doesn't hurt him at all. And uh, he's still wearing the same shit-filled pants that he was wearing when he shit his pants when the guy made him put a shotgun barrel in his mouth and stuff. So... You know, and also this movie does not have a dead baby vampire in it either. Your favorite part? Uh, my favorite part probably has to be the uh, the Marston house itself, interior and exterior, um, as well as probably the assistant, Straker. Mm -hmm. uh, he's pretty decent. Uh, but yeah, it just seems like overall, I will say this about the book, and then I will say something about the miniseries. The book... Already down the middle, 50-50 between something that's actually decent and interesting and other shit that's just kind of cringy and disappointing. And my first thought was honestly like a lot of the cringy and disappointing stuff. I was like, this would probably be great for like an over-the-top fun 80s, you know, horror, soft comedy kind of kind of deal. And did that happen? Didn't happen here because this is what I'm going to say about the miniseries. It seems like just kind of squandered. I would say squandered. An opportunity squandered. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So, I would say disappointed. But like I say, like I could also foresee myself just kind of popping it on it. I think. Maybe, yeah. Like a comfort kind of thing in the background. Like I mean, a Halloween me. party or something, mm, you know? Maybe, yeah. yeah I, I could know. see that. I don't know. We'll see. You know, the shit with the boys looks pretty cool. As I say, Nosferatu, glad to see him make a cameo. <laughs> glad to see he's still getting work. You know? And, uh... That's a ghost. Yeah. Kind of, in a way. That's one ghost. Yeah, and then after we watched Salem's Lot, we planned on watching either Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh-huh. Or Carnival of Souls. Uh-huh. And through... Hey, nobody's fault. <laughs> Just pure destiny. Out of uh, out of no nobody's choice, out of our hands, we ended up watching Thirteen Ghosts and Scary Movie. We watched Thirteen Ghosts, 
Chris recommended it. Said it was a good movie from his childhood that he loved. <laughs> Matthew Lillard is in it. You know how much we love that guy. Yeah. Uh, also, Tony Shalhoub, um, the girl from American Pie, and others. And uh, objectively, Christopher, worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was kind of like an hour and a half of like staring at someone's paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get that. So we get a cold Sorry. open. Cold open. On what is his name? The guy, the uncle who leaves the house to. Cypress? Cyrus. Cyrus. Cyrus and Matthew Lillard. Which we don't know at this point, but we can infer Matthew Lillard is some kind of psychic. And Cyrus is obsessed with catching ghosts. Mm-hmm. And he's got 12 or 11. Or something, something like that. And there's the, the... I guess so the opening scene is this weird, like, horror action fusion of them, like, and a... In like a the, the, they're guys with guns, right? Mm-hmm. You can't shoot a ghost. Do you know that? Yeah, I Will feel you like make the bullets out of the glass of the house. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Anyways, so whatever. Also, why would they shoot him if they're trying to catch? Oh, I don't know, man. Hang on. Anyways, uh, so whatever. This is that's just a piece of dog shit that they gave us on a plate, and said eat up. And then it hard cuts to. Oh, Cyrus dies here. Then we cut to Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub's wife's dead. Yeah, she burned up at a house fire. And then they tell us during the opening credits a montage. He has two kids. Yes. And then a woman who helps him take care of his kids. Maid, I think. And who comes to him and tells him, "Hey, your uncle's dead." The lawyer. They have an email or a letter or something. The lawyer lawyer does it. Okay. Yeah. Lawyer shows up. Says, "Hey, your uncle died, and he left this house for you." Yes, because we just just found out that they live in a too small of an apartment. Always tripping over his son's scooter, spilling. He was very mad. It made me uncomfortable how mad he got. it's boiling hot coffee all over his chest i'd be upset too already the pacing insane on this movie Mm -hmm. editing is just atrocious nothing it's just a breakneck speed the whole time and for what it's breakneck speed and also nothing happens yeah that's what i'm saying like for what yeah you don't have to go this fast nothing's happening lawyer shows up goes hey your dead uncle who's the exact same age as you um, yeah died left a house to you and he's like oh he was the he was the black sheep of the family squandered our fortune we have a fortune no he squandered it um that's the right line um he's like yeah i left you his house i'm gonna show it to you on my computer with my satanic wallpaper yes um, i remember that and they're like cool let's go right now so yeah. you're not going to school today and so they drive there did he really say that no, but they're having breakfast. Yeah. And they're like, cool, let's go to the house. And they yeah. get to the house and it's the middle of the night. Yeah. Interesting also because I know they weren't that close, but I, was there any talk of like, hey, I'm sorry for your loss? I'm like, ah, it's all right. We weren't that close. It is still sad though. No, I think he was just like, I think everyone was like, you have an uncle? And he's like, I haven't seen him since I was a kid. Yeah. Anyways, they go on over to his dead uncle's house and then they get locked in. They go to the dead uncle's house from the outside. The most insane looking thing I've ever seen. It looks like shit. It's just a big glass cube with wooden yeah. panels with shit inscribed on all the glass. Yeah. You never get a good shot of what it looks like from the outside, so I have no idea what this house is supposed to look like. It's very tacky. I would say it's a very tacky looking house. 
it's like you kept saying it during this movie but i'd say the most the thing this resonates the most with me is the house itself is a fucking fever dream yeah like it there is no layout you never get any kind of sense of the space Mm -hmm. or how like it's just a mess yeah Uh, like it's even hard to describe like you gotta yeah it's like constantly like it's on like a 10 minute timer where like it closes some rooms and then opens up others and different hallways and passageways and i think the idea is to like appease the ghosts like why does it have to shift and change all the time i don't know why not keep them contained in their little ghost rooms because he's doing and have some, the house not move like some seancey spell thing i guess oh yeah isn't he supposed to yeah he's supposed to be making yeah what's his name the, the 13th ghost yeah right? and that's why new girl shows or girl from the beginning shows up because i think she might be doing that or like it might just be going oh, also, oh yeah there's that lady who shows up at one point and yeah. she's like kind of yeah, she's the, the, the ass kicker. The teacher from Matilda. Um, also, they get to the house, and Matthew Lillard there, and he's like, I'm electrician. You're sucking all the power out from the neighborhood. I got to check your breaker. Lying. Lying, yeah, because he's the psychic from the beginning. But why lie? So he can get into the house. Why does he want to get in the house? To fucking figure out what Cyrus had going on or to put an end to okay. it or whatever. Okay. They get inside the house, and everyone's like, oh, this place is so cool. And again, just a headache to look at. Yeah. Everything, everything about this house. Like, I can't, like, is this the main room? And are there doors into hallways? Like, I have. Am I wrong, or is there no furniture in the house? There's no furniture in the house. Yeah. There's a beds, maybe, but that's pretty much it. It's just long glass corridors with, like, that, like, cubed, uh, what is that glass called? I don't know. It's, like, ice block. Yeah, there's like ice block. Uh, but it looks weird because it doesn't match the rest of the house. No, no. Because the house is really like sleek. No, it, kind of, but then also chunky and like transformer like. Yeah, it looks but like. But then a, glass? Y- yeah, it, it looks and like. Kind of elven? It looks like an insane like Greek myth maze. Yeah. Like you get trapped in the in the Hephaestus cube and you have to find your way out and you're in there for a thousand years yeah. and you go mad. Yeah, it seems like something Tool would write about in one of their songs. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. exactly. It's very Tool-like. It looks like a Tool concert, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they're walking around, and I don't know how, but somebody finds some magic glasses. The magic glasses are all over this bitch. Yeah, there's yeah. like three or four people walking around wearing them shits. Yeah. Look it, like shit. Yeah. I remember just... seeing glasses like that a lot, though. Like, they're kind of like work glasses kind of so yeah you no, can light just, up when you're in like a sewer or something they're just protective goggles with yeah. lights on them um, which is not uncommon and they put them on i've seen men wear them at work and they see ghosts and then the lawyer's reading the will and he's like this is what's being left to you and tony shalhoub goes listen to me and there's a beat and chris goes i have two dicks <laughs> and i laughed for like at least 120 seconds um worst joke ever made best part of the best part of the movie um Um, and matthew lillard goes yo this place has ghosts and he's like goats he's like no ghosts does he really say ghosts yeah he's like no ghosts like halloween boo you know ghosts that's great matthew lillard matthew lillard deserved the paycheck he did um not saying he does the best job he could have here but also come on man if i'm matthew lillard i'm reading that script i'm thinking yeah, I'm laughing all the way to the bank Matthew, with this one. Everybody, every, I'd say everybody with ex- the exception of the son knew exactly what this movie was. Yeah. 
That house. What do you think it would be worth in real life, and would people really be clamoring to buy it? Oh, it would be maybe worth, as a novelty. It would be worth nothing. Yeah, because it's so fucking insane and hard to look at. Be like, no, there's no way anybody's going to live here. Like, yeah. you can't even remodel this place because it's yeah. made out of glass. I. So, anyways, the thirteen uh, ghosts they all got a thing. There's like the torso, the hammer, right, the maiden. Ghosts are being held in the basement. None of the ghosts are that spooky to me. They all look like they were made. Like all the costumes were made for another movie. Yeah, it also kind of reminds me of almost like a commercial for like Spirit Halloween. Yeah, yeah, you they know? all look like someone that would jump. Like the way out it's like you. jittery and like strobe-like, yeah. you know. They all look like they jump out of you at a haunted house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's the lady. She's got her boobs out and she's got cuts all over herself. I guess self harm. Who knows? Then there's the hammer, which is what I loved as a kid. He's just a big dude with nails sticking out of him, and instead of a right hand, he's got a hammer. Oh no, that guy's not even the hammer. No? He's he's the brute or something like that. And there's another man named the hammer. Is he the one that swings a bat or whatever? Yeah. That's dumb. This guy is a hammer for a yeah. hand. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought. Anyways. Uh, yeah, none of the ghosts are that cool. And then Twist at the end is Cyrus is not dead. And he's going to turn Shoni Shalhoub into the 13th ghost. Oh, I assumed, Four. I assumed Cyrus was also a ghost. Oh, well, yeah, maybe he is, but I thought that was the whole point of him, like, taking the glasses off and still seeing them kind of a thing, like the ghost glasses. Doesn't oh. that happen? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, okay. Could be. Anyways, well, he is dead, or he isn't dead. Doesn't matter. Either way, his whole thing is I want to make the 13th ghost for... What does the spell do? Makes the house... Happy? Wood. <laughs> yeah, it turns it into a normal house. The only way we can fix this house is if you die. Um, yeah, I don't. Let, let's cards on the table. Me and Chris might have been a little drunk watching this movie. Oh, I was so drunk. Oh yeah, we were hammered. Yeah, um, but that being said, I don't think it would have helped to be sober. Don't think it would have helped. No, no. Um, just no. No, just no, no. What? Unrelenting. This film is unrelenting. Unrelenting. Uh, also, the way they spell it is uh, T H I R one three E N. Ghosts. We what? could still watch the original Thirteen Ghosts. Yeah, it's not an awful idea. See how that holds up. It's a William Castle movie, um, and it's probably better. I would reckon. I can't can't say with certainty right now. Um, but it's a simple old-fashioned haunted house yarn that would be a lot better off without this gimmick. What gimmick? I don't know. Uh, William Castle was known for his gimmicks. You know, having skeletons swoop down and spook the audience or making the seats jiggle. Scare them. Shit like that. So anyways, this movie... Oh, this is an F. Oh, yeah, for this sure. This is a big, fat F. We thought, Chris was like, yeah, this movie's bad. And we're like, ah, it might be fun to watch. And it was not. It was just a just a nightmare. Yeah, that was, like I say, I can't think of a better word to describe it other than unrelenting. Also, just on a real quick, it reminds me of, like, movies like Son of Mask or, like, Master of Disguise for some reason. Like, it has a similar look and feel to that kind of a thing. Kalina explains that the house is a machine powered by the captive ghosts that okay. allows its user... Chris, what does the machine allow its user to do? Just, I'll give you three guesses. 
be a ghost that you don't need glasses to see. No. Eternal life. No. Allows the user to read minds. The house is the machine powered by captive ghosts that allows the user to see the past, present, and future. Okay. You can already see the present. Yes. That's it. For what purpose? Especially if you're a ghost. Is Cyrus a ghost? Is he dead? No. It is revealed that Cyrus faked his death to lure Arthur to the house. So he's doing all this because he wants to see the future? Mm-hmm. Why would... I understand there's a larger context, but... Bro, I've already seen a lot of the past. I'm sure he's like been to... alive a while. No, what stocks to invest in stuff. Yeah. So it's a money thing? I guess. Well, I'm giving this movie an F. Yeah, I'm going to give this movie an F. Yeah, uh, just briefly, I was looking at 13 Ghosts, and they describe the uncle immediately as an occultist. And yet, again, movies like Doom is another thing that comes to mind. Because immediately, like, it starts with this weird, like, action horror tone. Which, like, again, if he was doing this just to be able to see the future for money, or let's just say he was an occultist, like the uh, Wikipedia post describing the original one was, that'd be more interesting or believable than the idea of him being this, like, ghost hunter who's, like, capturing ghosts and stuff. I guess you, they must have felt compelled to show that to explain how he caught 12 ghosts and also faked his death i guess I but guess. you don't i don't need to see either of those i think you know what i mean it's one of those things like back to the future where like if you make a good movie and then also tell me oh yeah that guy catches ghosts if the movie's good i'll believe you yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know you don't have to i yeah. would i'd venture to say we could make a better movie out of this idea oh i'm sure we could um i'd venture to say the worst part of this movie tony shalhoub <laughs> yeah i've never seen somebody in a movie who wants to be there less like he's <laughs> just mad the entire time like no matter what the scene is what his motivation is supposed to be or where his emotions are supposed to be at he's just mad does not want to be there yeah he does that thing where he spills coffee on himself at the beginning and he gets pissed off and that's where he is the entire movie yeah he's either that or no range different yeah no range so yeah this movie like i say big f I, I don't think i have anything left to say about it uh other than oh wow i did have something and i just trampled all over it i'm like lenny with the rabbits no oh, jeez. i strangled it um yeah this movie sucked oh god it's gone it's gone well you know what movie is bad but leagues better than 13 <laughs> ghosts yeah i don't know where i want to rank this next one we watched scary movie yeah we thought hey 2000 yeah haven't seen it in a long time yeah they made nine of these fuckers yeah good well, the first one might be not that bad well i was thinking it probably held up i, I know the first two are seen in to relatively decent regard looking back by yeah. people i remember they I, in, from my memory they're decent parody movies yeah i they're thought a little silly, silly they're a little childish there was only one joke in this one that really genuinely felt to me like what I remember Scary Movie becoming. Mm -hmm. And it's the Prince joke. 
I feel like once you get later into the series, it just becomes a lot of that. Like, yeah, that's for exactly. some reason, Michael Jackson is here for half the movie. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is those the scary movies turned into and then eventually branched off into like disaster movie and date movie and just shit like that. Yeah, it's interesting it's just, to plot that out, how that happened. It is just, they're not jokes. It's just, hey, you know what this is. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what this is. Hey, you know what this is. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping there wouldn't really be any of that in the first scary movie, but it's almost immediate. Prince mm-hmm. is just there for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then they don't do it for the rest of the movie mm-hmm. until she's fighting Ghost Man at the end. Mm-hmm. And it just turns into the Matrix. Because mm-hmm. it's like, hey, you know the Matrix is, right? Look, mm-hmm. isn't it funny they're doing the Matrix? And it's like, oh, no. It's not. This is bad. I will say on a side note, uh, that reminded me of uh, Gail doing the the Blair Witch thing. Uh, awful joke. The idea is that her nose is running profusely. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, but I did. There's a joke I did kind of like when she f- gets punched by Sydney. She falls. She's like, "All right, who got the feel?" And then her assistant is like, "It was me, Miss Weathers. I'm sorry." Yeah. It did. Like at the beginning, it. I, I had a hope for it right at the beginning. Yeah. Whenever it's doing basically shot for shot remakes of Scream mm-hmm. and putting jokes in there, I think it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, uh, when they're like sitting at the fountain talking about the murder that just happened. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't know, guys. Don't you think it's weird? It happened exactly a year after, you know. We killed that guy. Yeah, that that's guy, that was funny. Yeah. Or like, uh, or when they're at the police uh, station and <laughs> she says to him, uh, she like tells him that like it's probably that guy, and he's like, "No, we checked him out. There's no way. He definitely 100% died. Fisherman pulled him out of the raft. Is there anybody else who'd have a vendetta against you?" Like he, she tells him about the guy they yeah. killed, and he's saying like, "No, he's definitely fully dead. There's no way it could be that guy." Yeah. But like, I think the cop has probably the best batting average in this. In this yeah, movie. he's really like, I'd say probably uh, the funniest part of this movie, um, to me, is when she's she uh, uh, the file. She yeah she uh, uh, accuses her boyfriend of being the murderer, just like in Scream, and at the police station, and he's like, That's, uh, "Whatever your name is, you know me, you know me, you can't do this to me." And she drags him away, and cops this town. And he's like. I'm really sorry. We can let you go here in a minute, Sid, but I need you, need you to look over these files real quick. And she opens the... Just look at these files and tell me what you think, okay? And she opens it and just a bunch of pictures of him posing in, like, a very small Speedo. Yeah. And she's like, no. No. <laughs> mm, I'm sorry, no. And he's like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, sorry. There's nothing for... I got nothing for you. Um, or, like, even at the beginning, it's, like, a, one of the dumber jokes, but, like, her dad comes in and Billy hides and... It's, uh, we're in Scream. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna go on a business trip for a few days. And he's like, yeah, heat's getting pretty, uh, getting pretty close. So I'm yeah. gonna go on the lamb for a few days. All right, if anyone comes, you don't know me. All right. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fun. Um, or even when the the cops show up at the end, and he's like, yeah, there's a murderer around here, and that sicko planted drugs all in this house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, all that stuff's fine. But then it gets very quickly, and then for a very long time, the jokes in the movie become. Ha ha! This person is gay. Yeah. Ha ha! This person is black and loud. Mm-hmm. Ha ha! This person is fat. Uh, mm-hmm. Ha ha! This person is mentally disabled. Mm-hmm. Um, and it. I was very much so shocked by how much the movie is that. Yeah. I'm not even trying to like, uh, like white knight or anything like that. It's just a lot of it's not 
good good yeah, <laughs> um, like how hard am i gonna laugh at like uh you know like they're making on the back seat and uh the guy's like yeah i love what you're doing to my ass and she's like i'm not doing anything to your ass and he's like ray and he's like oh i'm sorry yeah like i it just it's not funny <laughs> late it's just lazy yeah like it's yeah. every single one of those jokes is like as soon as you're like, oh, I love what you're doing to my ass. It's mm. like, oh, it's going to be the other guy. I will or, say, though, I did not see it coming, and I did kind of appreciate it at the end when he's like, what? I'm not gay. Mm-hmm. I liked. I did like at the end when they're doing the, the scene from Scream where it's the two of them. and uh, uh, I can't remember his name. I don't know which Wayne's brother he is. Oh, I don't know. I feel like um, that is super familiar. But he's like a... Oh, Sid, you've seen too many scary movies. And he's doing mm-hmm. the Matthew Lillard thing. thing. He's very, it's a screamer. He's very purposely, like, spitting everywhere. Yeah. Which, like, you mentioned the other day that's one of your favorite things, the Matthew Lillard, Lillard mm-hmm. spittle. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, all of the jo- like, when uh, the girl goes out the garage, out to the garage to get beer, and it's the scene from Scream, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, this woman's heavier. Mm-hmm. She's going to go through the cat door. And the door's going to get stuck, and that's going to be the joke. Yeah. And that's what happens. And it's like, no. I just, yeah, imagine, like, pitching that. Yeah, it's just, it's just, again, not to white knight, but it is just lazy. Like, I couldn't imagine trying to say that in a room full of people and, that like, actually be expecting them to laugh. Yeah, I don't. And, like, uh the the Dewey character in this yeah his name Doofy mm-hmm. and the joke is that he is mentally handicapped yeah um, and watching it I was like oof okay if the joke if the joke in this movie with this character is just that he's dumb mm-hmm. and like Dewey is dumb and scream mm-hmm. and they're making fun of him and they call him Doofy and they give him a water gun. That's fine, but he's doing the thing where like his mm-hmm. like he's like, putting his hand to his chest and, and he's stuff like, like shitting his pants. And he's like shitting his pants and stuff like that, and then eventually at one point in the movie, someone goes, "Oh, you mean that R-worded R-word?" And yeah. It's like, oh, fucking a. Okay, yeah, no, they're not even trying to like hide it at all. They're yeah. just making fun of this man for being mentally challenged. Um, I do like the joke when, like, uh, it's it's pl- the seed is planted when she's like, she says something to the effect of like, "Yeah, and mom says stop putting your dick in the vacuum cleaner." And then later in the movie, when the when the call comes mm-hmm. to Sydney in the house, he comes out. And he's like, I "Told you guys not to bother me when I'm cleaning my room." Yeah, which was, is fine. That's a fine dumb joke. I like some of the little dumb jokes that happen in this thing. Yeah, if he was just a dumb a guy, guy yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he's just you know just like just very much so playing a, a mentally challenged oh, yeah. person uncomfortable yeah. uh again i think it works still works even if he's just dumb so i'm not defending the r thing but uh uh i do like that they they steal the uh usual suspects ending and that it's yeah. him that is the murderer yeah doesn't make any sense but it's kind of funny also, uh, the thing that probably made me the most uncomfortable in yeah. this movie is the movie theater scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I yes, I agree. But also, like, there's that point where she's got the camera over, and he's like, "Will you shut up?" And she turns. Around, she's like, "Yeah, I got you on camera. You're on candid camera. You didn't know that. <laughs> that's yeah, funny to me." Like but that, anyways. that's legitimately a joke that like probably has stayed with me for a very long time. Like mm-hmm. me and my 
friends used to do that, and I think about it all the time. Like, mm-hmm. someone does something, and I have it, like, on Snapchat or something. I go, I got you. Got you on candy camera. <laughs> but rewatching it, it is so hard to watch. Yeah. Because the joke is she's a loud black woman speaking during a movie, and everyone's mm-hmm. telling her to shut up. But yeah. every person in that theater besides her is white, mm-hmm. and it ends with them all stabbing her. Mm-hmm. And then she gets up and starts, like, crawling towards the screen, like in Scream 2. And there's a priest and a rabbi. And, and, a, and a monk that goes, this yeah. is for talking during all those Jackie Chan movies. And it's like, yeah. what the fuck? Again, yeah. just lazy. Like, yeah. I think it's kind of wild. Yeah. 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 Don't watch Scary Movie. That's what we're getting at. No. Chris seems to think Scary two, scary Movie 2 might hold up. But I think it might have more legs. David Cross is in it. Mm-hmm. Is he? Yeah, David Cross is in it. I just remember uh, MacGruber being in it. Yeah, they're in a house. They're, like, trapped in the yeah, house overnight yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Don't remember anything else other than the hand thing. Yeah. Yeah, with the little hand. I just remember him going, grab my good hand. Yeah. And it's the little hand. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I remember is Scream 2. Yeah. But, yeah, Scream, uh, it's, well, scary movie, actually. I think he said Scream 2. Scary Movie 2, sorry. Anyways, uh, yeah, Scary Movie 1 yeah, did not hold up nearly as well as I thought it would. Uh, that's like an hour and a half for probably like two or three decent like laughs, I think I probably got out of that. Like two, maybe three. I I would say, yeah, same. And I think um, Anna Faris, yeah. genuinely a funny actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I do one of my other scenes that made me laugh. She's on the phone with... Billy, Bobby, whatever the boyfriend's name is, and she's in the bathtub, and she's shaving. She's talking to him, and she starts, like, shaving her face. Like, she's got a beard and stuff like that. And then her mustache or whatever. And then she hangs up the phone, and she shaves her tongue. And then she puts it away, and I'm like, that's that's all really good. That's just really good physical mm-hmm. humor. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, like I say, ultimately, I think the sheriff and Anna Ferris and Anna Ferris's dad are probably the three funniest parts of this movie. And I think uh, it has to do with the fact that I feel like those three uh, actors and characters are genuinely, like, playing it as if it were a classic spoof movie. Like, those characters yeah. feel like they belong in a spoof movie. And then the rest of the film, to me, feels like the decline of and scary movieification of the spoof genre. Like, the, yeah. whole, the rest of it feels tainted. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that sheriff's got a couple of good laughs out of me. Her dad got a couple of good laughs out of me. Anna Ferris does a great job. Um, and overall, sadly, another F. That was <laughs> yeah, that was a bad, bad movie. Yes, better than Thirteen Ghosts, but I mean, Thirteen Ghosts is like oh, also the daughter from Thirteen Ghosts, the girl from American Pie, is also in Scary Movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's the main one of the main girls. She's the girl at the pageant that dies by getting her head cut off. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if uh, 13 Ghost and Scream are both scary Fs. Scary movie. Sorry, yeah, Scary Movie are both Fs. Uh, I'd say Scary Movie is an F, and uh, 13 Ghosts is a no credit. Oh, okay. You get nothing for it. You basically, you might yeah, as well, you might as well turn it into a blank page, yeah. 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 Whatever, huge disappointment. Uh, huge <sighs> disappointments all around, all three. Hopefully, just dumpster fires. We'll try to watch all three. Yeah, we'll yeah. We'll try to watch at least one good movie that we like to talk about next week. 
Um, yeah. Thanks, thanks for listening. Sorry you had to. Yeah, that's that mattress, man. I almost said that's all, folks. Uh, via, 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 via. That's all, folks. If you need more soup, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or go to our website, eatingsoupalone.com. And until next time... <laughs>